The scripture today is from Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to save, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Can a man change the world? Even can a man change another man? Yes, we know. The man who changed the world, his name is Jesus of Nazareth. And he called us to change the world together. But can we really change the world? Are we changing the world today? Isn't Jesus too ambitious? But remember how did Jesus change us? How did Jesus change you? Jesus said, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. It is love. Love more than myself can change the world one person at a time. Today I'd like to introduce to you a man who changed my people, Koreans, by his love. His name is Henry Gerhard Appenzeller. Koreans call themselves chosen until 19th century, which means the land of morning calm with the beautiful mountains. But chosen had another nickname the Hermit Kingdom, because they were completely isolated from the rest of the world. Korea had been in deep darkness with the incompetent king and his officials, the nobles, then the people under extreme poverty and contempt by segregation between the nobles and slaves. Majority of Koreans were slaves. So the vested interest, extremely wary of Western civilization, 
especially Christianity, because they believe evil destroy their core values. So by the law, any Korean converting to Christianity will be executed. Who would go to Korea and deliver the message of Jesus Christ? Henry Gerhard Oppenzeller. He was born on February 6, 1858 in Southerton, PA. His mother was a Swiss Mennonite and his father was a fourth-generation Pennsylvania Dutch. But he grew up, he grew up in a German uh, Reformed church. But when he attended Franklin Marshall College, where he became a friend of some Methodists, and Henry was invited to their class meeting, small group meetings and prayer groups of the first Methodist Episcopal Church in, of Lancaster. So today is the first first. First United Methodist Church of Lancaster. He loved it. He loved the way of Methodist back then. For because for Henry, Christians should not contend with negative goodness, passive way to believe in Christ. But we should be instant and continuous service to Christ. I believe back then Methodists were like that. So he became Methodist following Sunday. And he wrote in his, on his, on his uh, uh, diary, I rejoice in the good work the church of my choice is doing. I did with an eye single to the glory of God. On April 5th, 1885, after he graduated through seminary, he volunteered to go to Korea. That day was Easter Sunday, and he and his newlywed wife, Ella, arrived Korea and a Presbyterian missionary named Horace Underwood were with them. They were the first Protestant missionary to Korea. So it was the dawn of Christianity for Koreans. On that day in his diary Henry wrote May he who this day burst the bars of tomb bring light and liberty to Korea. But let me explain to you how, why the hermit kingdom opened the door to Appenzeller. There was a battle between U.S. and Korea in 1871 because an incident Five years earlier, in 1866, 
American merchant ship SS General Sherman came to Korea to trade, but Korean army attacked the ship, burned the ship, and executed all the crew members, include a Welsh missionary named Robert Thomas. They were all beheaded. In fact, right before Reverend Robert being executed, he gave a Bible to his executioner, and he was beheaded by that person. And then he went home with the Bible. And he didn't know what to do with that Bible. So he tear all the, this paper, which is precious for the Koreans that time. So he, he used it as a wallpaper, put on the wall with the Bible. Then eventually he learned, re, start reading that. And he became a Christian. Believe it or not, it was at Pyongyang the capital of North Korea today. So believe it or not, the Pyongyang, North Korea, was more, more powerful in Christianity in Korea. Anyway, that 1866 was the same year, 8,000 Catholics, 12 French missionaries were beheaded because the Korean persecution against Christianity. So after the victory of 1871, U.S. government had a treaty with Korea for diplomatic relations and trade. They allowed education, but no mission. Nevertheless, Appenzeller founded a church and he named First Methodist Church of Jongdong. It's a small town in Seoul with five other missionaries and two Koreans and they sang doxology. October 11th, 1855. So Appenzeller wrote in his diary don't look for a building yet, for you will be disappointed. But pray for it, and Methodism will flourish in the land of morning come. I will tell you of an ambition that I have. It is to preach Christ all over this kingdom. I believe the Lord has sent me here to deliver a message, a message of life. And I want to deliver it faithfully. This is our great, our only work to save souls. Isn't it a glorious work? His word became reality. Today, there are 6,659 Methodist Church in Korea with 1.4 million Methodists. And there are 13.5 million Christians in Korea today. 
It is one-third of Korean population, South Korean population. There's nothing like that in Asian countries even today. In 2022, there are over 22,000, over 22,000 Korean missionaries in 169 countries around the world. Appenzeller also founded a boys' school with four students in 1855. No, I'm sorry, 1885. The Korean king named the school Beje Hakdang, which means the hall of rearing useful men. The king wanted translator, learning English and translator, basically. But Appenzeller wanted to provide education to everyone, both nobles and slaves. But many nobles came. All those, picture in the, those people in the picture, they are nobles. Those hat means they are nobles. Rich people. So, Henry taught them a lesson from Jesus. From the, to the scripture. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. It became the model of the school until today. But that type of idea was absurd for Korean people. How leaders serving from the bottom as a slave or servant to other people. It was it was It looks, the, the screen is different. The next screen, please. It is, it was the servant leadership of Jesus Christ. Serving people regardless their status as their servant from bottom to top. Not top to bottom. And Henry lived that way. So he educates students not for the knowledge to seek their own interest, but interest of others, especially those poor people. And Appenzell also built the printing house in the school to publish newspapers in English to introduce Korea because Japanese were taking over the country. So he wanted to introduce Korea, the situation, poor situation to around the world. And he also published newspapers and books in Korean to encourage enlightened Koreans to strive for freedom and democracy. In fact, his church became the base for the fighters, independent movement activists against Japanese regime. And his student became the leaders of Korea and even the founding fathers. The first president of South Korea was the alumni of the school. 
And I share with you another women missionary next week. So the Methodists built the first school, first women's school, hospital, women's hospital, hospital for the deaf and blind. All Methodists did. Because your fathers, they were so dedicated. Send lots of lots of money. And over 5,000 missionaries between 1885 till 1950, most of them from America, they went there, served there, they died there. In September 1900, Apangelo and his family had to return home for medical reason. His weight had dropped from 180 to 131 pounds. And one of his friends, Reverend Robert Watt, hardly recognized him and wrote in his diary, it was evident to me that Korean climate was too severe for him. So he urged Appenzeller to stay in the U.S. and serve a church in Philadelphia conference. So Appenzeller was from our conference. But he refused and said, I have given myself to Korea. And a few years more or less, do not so much matter. I am more needed there than at home. I shall probably go to heaven from the hermit kingdom. It is no less near there than in America. In June 1902, Abangelo was on the way to meeting for a Bible translation. As a matter of fact, Appenzeller was participating in the group translate the Bible into Korean. And himself translated Matthew, Mark, and Corinthians for Koreans. On the way for this meeting, his, the steamer collided with another ship and sank. Henry was great athlete and swimmer, but he drowned and died. A witness said Henry was on the upper deck, but he went down to the lower deck to rescue other people. One of his students and his helper, he was 44 years old. Appenzeller not only believed Christ, but lived Christ. He changed Korea not because he died, but because he lived Christ. If we live to Christ and die to ourselves, we can change the world one person at a time. In February 
2009, I was waiting in the hallway for the decision of the Board of Ordain Ministry after my final interview to become an elder. I was so anxious, nervous. And then I saw displays on the wall. And it was about Henry Appenzeller. I knew he who, who he was, but I didn't know he was from that church, the First United Methodist Church of Lancaster. And one of these places, in God's providence, the Appenzeller preached the gospel to the both, the tiger hunters in the north and the rice growers of, of the south in their own tongue. Appenzeller's Korean wasn't so great. But historian says he always tried to speak in Korean. And he, even, he tried to joking around with the Korean. At that moment, I felt my heart strange warmth. It was my oldest gay moment. At the time, I was in my first appointment. I was struggling because I was not sure what I'm doing. Serving as a pastor of a cross-cultural, cross-racial appointment. But God given me a powerful assurance at that moment. that he called me to serve regardless people's races, languages, cultures. And it just reminded me that when I came here, West District, Lancaster County, often think myself, how it is amazing because a man planted seed of gospel 138 years ago. And my grandfather believed, became Methodist. My father became Methodist. And I became Methodist. Now I'm preaching, planting seed of gospel to you in Lancaster. Friends, Jesus is not too ambitious for you and me. But Jesus is full of confidence on you and me, changing the world. Because he loved us, and we know his love, so we can change the world with the love. So let's serve people as their servant, no matter who they are, no matter what condition they are, we are their servant. By dying, we are living. 
By living Christ, people will live. And this is our great, our only work to save souls. Isn't it glorious work? <laughs> 